You are listening to Absent Minded, brought to you by HabsEyesOnThePrize.com. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Hudson's Minded. This is Patrick Bexel speaking and we're in Slovakia tonight and uh, speaking with, well, a regular guest now, Matej. Matej Virai of McKean's Hockey, uh, among other things. Um, and it's so good to have you here and have someone that is really uh, well versed in, in, in the under 20 hockey. Thank you, Patrick. Thanks for having me on here again. I'm always happy to join you and, and talk about some prospects and some under-20 hockey. Uh, yeah, and that's what we're going to start. World Junior Championship is coming up. It's a week to Christmas and um, when the tournament starts, more or less. What can you tell us about your expectations on the team and, and um, maybe what the Slovak in general's expectations on the team is? Because they might defer a little bit or... I'm going to, I mean, like, this is the Montreal Canadiens prospect, so I'm going to jump straight into it. How much are people disappointed that URI isn't going? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think nobody really expected him to go because when it wasn't sure he would be playing in the NHL by this time, when when you look at him, like, a couple of months ago, it it wasn't really sure if he did the jump to play on on top six or, or top nine and wouldn't be sent to the AHL. But as as the time went by and he started to, to work on the things he should have and adding some points and playing better. And also it didn't help that Canadians have some injured forwards that the expectations have changed. And I think nobody really expected him to go by now. So it wasn't really a disappointment. I mean, he would have obviously helped our team. He would be the best player by far, but but I don't think it's it's a disappointment. I mean, nobody really expected him to go. So the expectations are, I would say, not big, but this is the time when, when Slovaks should redeem themselves because if you remember, we had a disastrous tournament in summer. Slovakia didn't manage to reach the quarterfinals for the first time in, in nine years, I think. And it was really just a disappointing tournament. We missed a lot of players, I would say over a dozen, including Slavkovsky, Fimon Nemec, Filip Meshar, and the most experienced guys like Knyashko or Fromiak. So this time the, the situation with the team is, is much better. We miss Slavkovsky and a couple of guys, but not, not a dozen, thankfully. And the leaders should should play. So the expectations are to to reach the quarterfinals this time and maybe go even far or more far away. But uh, the the quarterfinals are the key for sure. Uh, the the thing is really though, um, looking at it um, with Me- uh, with the Meshar, um, Slavkovsky, Nemec, and and um, you know. Add Dvorsky to that. You would have spoken a little bit about another, you know, aim for the tournament, especially when maybe Sweden isn't as strong and uh, Finland isn't as strong. <laughs> I don't love the Finnish team this year. I must admit, we we as Slovaks can really play with them at at any level. I think the men's team hasn't beaten Finland in I don't know maybe eighteen years or so. Like the the Finnish style is is, is our nemesis, but 
if there's a year we could be the Finland, I hope it's, it's this time because Slovakia has a has a fun to watch, young but talented roster, and I miss top and talent from Finland. So the expectations might might be a bit higher. I don't know about the Swedish team. I I kind of like it, but they don't have Volstead this time, so it should be a, it should be easier for Slovakia to. Uh, there, more, more there, there is days. a certain uh, there are two defenders in Sweden missing as well that stands out. So <laughs> there, there are a few yeah, ones, but uh, yeah, but uh, the, the opportunity was there, especially with with maybe a, a, a big power forward as Slavkovsky is on that level. On the other hand, he's proven himself on on that level already. So why should he go? Uh, that was my uh, statement in an article that one of our friends uh, wrote for, for his substack. Um, looking, though, at the team, and we're starting from the backbone, the, the weakness really for me on this Slovak team is the goalies. Yeah, I agree. Because uh, for the couple of last year, we had Shimon Latkoti, who was the proven starter for, I think, three years. And we could really, really rely on him. But this time, there is no goalie who has been proven at the U20 level. For me, the expected starter is Matej Marino, who plays real well in the USHL, judging by his numbers. He's leading the league in both uh, goalies against average, goals against average and saves percentage. And I think it's by a wide margin. But let's just look at the numbers. They're, they're great, but I haven't seen him in in a long time because he plays in the USHL and I don't follow that league that closely. But just based on the numbers, I think he should be the starter. And it's it's a really question mark for me if he can uh, do some, let's say, lot quality like or good like performances. And the other goalies also have been played at the U20 level or this this level of, of hockey because, well, it's it had been a lot quality in the recent years, so it's it's question mark if, if they can, if Marino or any of the the backup goalies can reach his level, because it's always crucial for, for Slovakia to have great goaltending if they're going to win games, games against tough opponents, so I agree, yeah, it it will really, well, it's it's questionable how, how the goalies can perform, but Let's let's see. Hopefully yeah, you need them to steal a game more or less uh, every now and then, and 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 uh, especially maybe uh, as we've spoken about against Sweden or or, or Finland in that regard. Um, and and yeah, the weakness for me is is really the goalies. Um, there are some uh, quality defenders. Obviously, Seman Nemec leads the pack, and one would assume that he would also take center stage on on you know. He's a very outspoken and 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 keen and leader of of this team. Even even if we as Montreal fans uh, would love to see Mesar take that role, I think I think Nemec is the guy that people like players will look up to and look to in in uh, times of hardship. Yeah, I think so. I think Nemec is the clear favorite to to wear the C and be the captain and the absolute leader. I also expect him who to. I also expect him to have. <laughs> crazy ice table, maybe I don't know, 23, 25 minutes a game because he's a, he's a unit, he can do this and he isn't that talkative, but he's a guy who has that financial respect that as you said, players look up to him and if he says something, it's 
just what the players will do and and they listen to him. So I think Emmett is is the absolutely the key defender. And we'll see about the other guys, but there is a couple of experienced guys on the roster. I also like that the Slovak defense is usually big and strong. They can play, play well in their own zone. So the offense will be mainly done by Nemec and maybe Maxim Strabak, but we'll see about the others. I mean, like Slovakia has always played this, you know, counterattack hockey, maybe because you're a, um, a smaller nation hockey wise. Um, you you play with with panache and and you play with with counter attack and skill on that counter. Do you have those players that can supply those breakout passes? You you mentioned that a lot of them are big and, and they're looking at them and then yeah they're big. <laughs> Some of them are absolute <laughs> units. Uh, but do you have that except for Nemets maybe that that can set up that play and and go on the counter and maybe be part of that counter attack as well. I think so, because when you look at the defensemen, I can already see three pairs that are well combined with an offensive guy like Nemec. The other one would be the other one would be Maxim Sturbak, who's a twenty twenty three prospect. He's also a big guy, he's like six two, but and he plays physical, but he's also a, a really good offensive defenseman. I, I like how he can join the attack and, and shoot the puck. And, and both the third of them guy, are obviously playing in the US already. Yeah, and the the third one that also plays in the USHL is is Marian Moshko, who's a bit smaller, but I also like his his movement and his offensive skills. I mean, I think he played with Nemec with, uh, at the Holinka Gretzky Cup when Slovakia won silver, but I would imagine they would be split into three different pairs, and each one of them pair with a more defensive guy, more defensively minded. And yeah, I I can imagine we'll play the the fast and counterattacking style of hockey, but it's I mean it's always better to to hold the puck than you can't concede a goal. But against the bigger nation, I imagine it would be mainly about the goalie and the counterattacks and the effectivity with the the chances they produce. And that's why Finland always beats you because they play, <laughs> and, uh, they just close everything down. It's, yeah. it's it might be boring, but it works. Um, looking though, um, are, are there any of these defenders you mentioned? Obviously, Strabak uh, as a 20, uh, 2023 draft prospect as well. Um, will he be able to break in uh, to uh, the general public with this tournament, or or? or uh, Will he take a back seat and and just play it safe? Well, I hope he can break in because he had a great tournament in summer. You can say that about many players from the select team. It's been a disaster otherwise, but I think Strabag was our best defenseman in August. He also played at the the previous tournament in December that was cancelled. But he was, I think, 16 at the time and it was really obvious that the level it might be too too high for him and the play was was too fast and so on but now he's adjusted to the north american ice playing in the ushl and i like strabag i think he can maybe make his name or become a guy who could be considered for the first round because he has all the tools that you would look for in defenseman he's big he's right-handed can join the attack and he's Really good in the offensive zone. He can play well in his own zone. 
well, just, just cleared the crease and he's good along the board. So I have high expectations for Sturbach since given how he played at the last tournament. So I think he should have a big role, maybe play on the second power play unit. The, the first one is reserved for Nemets, obviously. So I think he could make a name for himself, yeah. We'll be right back after a few messages from our sponsors. The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki season two. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. Interesting. Um, Forward-wise, um, you have obviously Philip Meshar um, playing in the OHL, uh, playing well in the OHL as well. Um, you have um, some people from Sweden, some people from Finland, yeah. some people from, from the Canadian youth organizations, um, very few from, from the Slovak leagues in general. And and uh, it's Mishak, who you've already mentioned, if I remember correctly. And uh, that's not Mishak, it's Misisak. Uh, so, so. <laughs> oh, Mishak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you got Sotek, uh, Sikora, obviously, who's um, yeah. been at a little bit of a. Uh, um, um, the, in the news for the wrong reasons, maybe, or or for supporting <laughs> the wrong reasons. <laughs> uh, and obviously, you have you have. Um, but but it's 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 not really a standout team. There are four draftees or, or five draft uh, drafted guys, uh, which is showing a little bit of, of of maybe the upscaling of of Slovak youth hockey. Uh, but what can you tell us from from the forward group? Well, the expected leader, given that Slavkovsky is not coming, is is obviously another Canadians guy, and it's Philip Mashar, who, as you said, is is. Uh, playing well in the OHL. He had a great start. The first two games, he had six points in those, but then he's cooled down a little bit, but now he's he's playing well again, which is great to see, because I, I like Meshar as a prospect really, really much. I think it, he's the, he deserved the first round pick. So it will be interesting to see him, how he will cope with his role, since he should be the, the expected scoring leader and the, the first the first forward on the top line. Well, the other guys who were drafted and should do some damage on the top six are Servac Petrovsky, who's an underrated prospect in, in my book because he was drafted in the sixth round. And I had him going much high, much higher, so he could be a nice deal for the Minnesota Wild. He's a two-way center, maybe a bit undersized guy, but he can also play physical and could be interesting for him. I think he also played well at the last tournament. Then we have Adam Sikora, who, as you mentioned, was a bit of a <laughs> in in the spotlight for maybe not a hockey related thing, but Sikora... well, we should we should say that it was a floorball yeah, game, yeah, yeah. and and uh, um, some guys ended up in a fight. And I, from my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, he he wasn't part of the fight, but he was around it and and was interviewed by the police. Well, yeah, kind of. I mean. The, it was a floorball game, you know floorball, obviously, since you're from Sweden. 
And they, him and Andre Molnar, who should have been part of this team, but he was kicked out because of, of the consequences of the incident, they were playing for the high school at this tournament. And I think it was the last couple of seconds and Sikra was fouled because uh, floorball is not as contact sport as, as hockey. And he didn't like it. There, well, there are two versions of the story. There's one version that Sikra came to the guy and grab, grabbed him by the neck. The other version says that he just uh, told him something. But what happened next is that both uh, players from both teams came into that and there was a brawl. But Sikra didn't really fight anyone from, from what I've heard. So there was no reason for him to be kicked out of the team. But Andre Molnar was the one who, who broke a kid's jaw. And he was... Well, excluded from from camp and from attending the the World Juniors, so there has been a bit of a buzz about Tikora, but he well, he's hockey wise, he's a very important player and member of the team, so he should do well if he can focus on hockey, given what what has happened. And well, the other forwards, well, there are a couple of guys for the next draft who should be considered. High-end prospects such as Dalibor Dvorsky from from the Osvanskan, who plays with the AIK. Yeah, AIK. AIK. Yeah, <laughs> you know we all have different uh, weird uh, things to talk about when it comes to languages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Slovakia, Slovakia and Sweden, those <laughs> great countries consider that. Yeah. And, but Dvorsky, what can you tell us? Uh, his season has been a little bit up and down, mm-hmm. uh, but on the other hand, he's 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 getting there. Yeah, I like Dvorsky as a as a prospect because I think he's a really smart player. He may not be the fastest, but I think he has a great brain and understanding of the game. He well, he understands where he should go, where he should stand, and what kind of a play he should do next. And I also like his shot because. Well, we as Slovakia has maybe a bit of a problem with, with shooters. And Sikora, uh, Dvorsky is a guy who can really shoot it from, from the slot or from the circle. He's a great one-timer, so it's always nice to have a prospect like that. I think he should have a big, bigger role this time because he was kind of buried at the last tournament. I think he mostly played on the third line and it didn't really shine. That was the time when he started to fall in the rankings because he was considered maybe a top three top five player for the upcoming draft i think he's now more of a top 10 guy maybe around the eighth or 10th place well the the world juniors will be obviously important for for him to well redeem himself or maybe fall in even deeper but i hope that that's not the case and we'll see i think he should have a prime role this year on this team in the top six for sure Unlike at the last tournament, well, he had a nice connection with Andre Molnar, who obviously is not part of the team, and Alex Chernik, who was, or who is also part of the team. He wasn't kicked out, so I imagine the two of them being on the same line and, oh uh, well, enjoying their their chemistry and and showing off their skills. I'm not really sure who will be the third player on on that line, but. The two of them, well, both of them play in Sweden, in the Allsvenskan, and both of them are, are high-end prospects for the upcoming draft, so it will be nice to, to see them together. 
indeed. Um, and uh, we'll be right back. We'll just uh, uh, take a short message from uh, our sponsors at this point. And we're back. Um, this is, uh, we're here to speak with uh, Matej Deraj about Slovakia's under 20 tournament or team for the World Junior Championships. We've spoken about the forwards, we've spoken about the defenders, and we've spoken about the goalies. One thing for a team uh, that might rely a little bit more on the defense and the counterattack is the, the, the uh, special teams and, and the units that are, are there. We, we touched on it briefly. Uh, Nemetz will play two minutes more or less on, on, on said power play <laughs> and probably two minutes on the box play as well. But, uh, but what can we expect from the special teams of, of Slovakia this year? Well, I think there are guys who are well-suited for both power play and, and penalty kill. If we talk about the power play, we obviously have Meshar, who's a great player for, for special teams because he has great vision and he can also shoot the puck. His shooting may be a bit underrated. We see him more doing the plays and, and setting up them. But I can imagine Meshar, Dvorsky and also Samuel Honzik, who I haven't talked about yet, but he's been on a great start in the WHL. I think he's, he's in the top 10 of, of, uh, of the league's, well, league's productivity in the top 10 best scorers and he's still a rookie in the WHL I think he's he's leading the rookies in in scoring and he's been playing great I did not expect him to have a such a such a start but even though he played well with men last year he spent his whole whole season in Trenchin playing with men and scored 10 goals which is I think a, uh, a good result for such a young player but I think the team should benefit from from Honzek's form, from Meshar and from Borski. So the power play should be good given how many offensive forwards are there. Even Petrovsky or Chernik or some other guys. And about the penalty kill, well, we have Anam Sikora who's a, who's a forechecking beast. And you, you may remember his, his quote before the draft when he said he, uh, he was asked what he enjoys most about playing hockey and he said blocking shots and playing on the penalty kill so if you have such a guy on your team your your penalty kill should should be good definitely there are other two-way forwards and Slovakia always brings some some big boys to to kill penalties and play and play well on them so i think the special teams should should be good uh, indeed and and uh... In behind all this and behind the bench, really, you have quite of a, of a good team as well. Obviously, we all know about um, Miroslav Shatan being the GM and and, uh, and of, of the whole hockey federation. Uh, but you have uh, Ivan Penes, right, and and mm-hmm. Tomas Pesenka as the the duo as general manager and head coach. Uh, Penes being the head coach. What can you tell us about those? Well. Penesh had been criticized heavily in summer due to the team's play at this at the August tournament because, as I said before, Slovakia didn't manage to to qualify or reach the quarterfinals. We only won one game against Latvia in, in the shootouts and lost. Well, two of them with I would say it was, it was two debacles against Canada. I think it was eleven one, and Finland was like nine three, which are two two very high, very very big losses 
So Fenech wasn't, I mean, I would say it wasn't sure that Fenech would continue with his job, even though he had a great Linkogradsky Cup with this group of guys, with D2004s who, who won silver. So he was kind of expected to to do well with the U20, even though the first tournament was good. This this summer tournament wasn't. So Fenech is also about to redeem himself at this tournament because I think if he fails once again or his team fail once again, I'm not sure if he would continue as the U20 manager. But otherwise, I, I liked how he coached the team at the Hlinka. In the summer, it was it was a... I know how much of a coach's fault were the results, but... I didn't like the team's performance back then, so I'm not really sure what to expect, but the team's much better, so I hope he will do better as well, and the team will be well coached, because he's not a bad coach. I just really don't know what to expect, given the last last tournament. Um, playing on a smaller surface, um, obviously you have the big guys in the back, you have the skilled forwards, uh, but how can the coach adjust to this uh, how can he uh, make the players understand the difficulties and, and the, the the chances they might be getting into taking shots from other angles because suddenly rebounds comes at a different angle as well, etc., etc.? Well, yeah. I mean, the U20 tournament is also on a different level uh, given the speed and how fast the players are and how fast the chances come and even... When it's played on a smaller surface, it's it's on even more, even more of well, I would say it's even more obvious how how fast is this tournament played. The good thing is we have many players who play in the North American, either junior leagues or, for example, Nemes plays in the AHL, which is also pro league. So, I think most of them are used to the smaller ice. They have at least played a tournament or two there. And those who play on the league level in North America are, are well used to that. So I think this this shouldn't be a problem. But, well, we'll see, yeah. Yeah. Um, you've been listening to, to Matej Dierai, um, Slovak correspondent or, or scout for McKean's Hockey. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot. And we haven't really prepped this, but I know you always prepped for the question anyway. Um any hidden gems in this team or in prospects in Slovakia for the upcoming draft? <laughs> for the upcoming draft? Well, I've talked about Dvorsky, Czerny. Yeah, but he's in Sweden, so I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> <laughs> in Slovakia, we have Martin Mišiak, who plays uh, with Nové Zamki, and he's been playing quite well, given the fact that his team is, I think, third in standings. So they're playing really good, and he had some games on, on the second line some of the fourth line, but I like how much he has improved his physical play because Mishak is a big boy. He's like 6'2", but didn't really play physical prior to the season. But now he starts to play more on the edge and finish his checks and win those, battle, win those board battles. So I like Mishak as a prospect. I think he should, if he plays well on this tournament, I think he should make a name for himself and even be considered for the early rounds. And apart from him... Well, most of our guys left for North America or, or other countries, but uh, maybe if Franciszek Jane makes it to the tournament, he would be an interesting player. He's he's a 
big, big center. He's also in 2005 born. And he's a bit slow, but he's very physical and aggressive. And he should be an interesting name to watch. And apart from them, I don't think there are many draft eligible prospects, maybe some overagers, but I would uh, watch Mishak for sure if he makes his team and, and plays well. There you have it. You should watch Mishak, not Mishak, as I probably said earlier. Uh, <laughs> we're missing Mishak as Montreal play, <laughs> fans this year. Uh, so uh, let's focus on Mishak and uh, Vorsky. Let's be honest. Uh, I'm a big fan of Vorsky as well. And uh, the way Montreal is playing at the moment, uh, he might end up in, in our lap once more. All the Slovaks belongs to us. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, Mate. It's always uh, a pleasure to have you on. Your knowledge is superb. And uh, I appreciate it a lot. It's Saturday night. Uh, go out and have a beer. Send me the bill after. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Patrick. Thanks for having me on here. It's always a pleasure for me to, to join you on here and, and talk about it. So, yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>